guys, it's me. I'm back. What's up, party people? This is this this show is taking a turn for the. Oh. <laughs> Sweep the leg. Horse crap. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Monster Bass Live. We got a great show for you today. We got Mikey Balls on the show. Uh, hasn't been on in quite a while, so it'll be good to catch up with him, see how he's doing. Uh, already the hotline's open. Jared's getting, letting you guys line up, uh, get in line for your questions and call in and have a great time. I'd love to tell you that my sponsor liquid death is keeping me hydrated today, but we're out of water, but we do have the, uh, oh yeah, we do. I got one right here, but I won't drink it cause it's mango. I'm sorry. I'm not that guy. It's water. Give me water. I don't need it to be flavored. That's ridiculous. But Hey, it's Liquid Death. I love them. And uh, they just got, uh, what did they get? Seven, uh, a valuation of $700 million this week. Yeah, water. Water in a can. That's all it is. Water in a goddamn can is worth $700 million. I'm doing something wrong, folks. Doing something wrong. I'm playing small ball here over at Monster Bass. Uh, Should have come up with bags of air and sold them as packing supplies. Whatever. Um... All right, first, first, first off, we got a little bit of business to take care of. Uh, I want to let you guys know there's a, uh, a slight delay in the shipping of the boxes. Um, so my box manufacturer, I got new boxes, and uh, my box manufacturer uh, calls me up and says, uh, hey, Rick, we got a problem. I'm like, no, 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 we don't have a problem. If you're calling me, it's because you have a problem, not me. Uh, we printed the boxes the wrong color. And I said to him, like, how does that happen? Like, I approved a comp. Yeah, yeah. You know, new guy working, wrong colors. Okay, great. When's the, when's the delivery date? Oh, we're not going to have them to you till next week. I'm like, I can't start shipping on the 10th of the month. We gonna, my customer service team's going to quit. But uh, thankfully, uh, thankfully, you guys are the best. And uh, I'm going to thank you in advance for your patience. There's really nothing I can do about it. Uh, Philip, uh, all of that, all of my business is done out of Alabama and Tennessee, to be honest with you. It's just me in California, me and the finance team. But I get it. Uh, I don't know how I live in California because I can't afford it. Uh, all my money goes towards taxes, gas, and uh, my million-dollar dump, as I like to call it. Because when I was a little kid, I used to dream about like, oh, someday I'm going to have a million dollars. I'm going to have this big old mansion. Well, let me tell you. It's not the house I dreamed of. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who's in the chat? Some, somebody's monster bass today. Could it be Rafi? No, nah, no, nah, it's not Rafi. Anyway. So, uh... I got to thinking, you know, we're designing this new spinner bait. And uh, the first question was, what hooks are you going to put on it? And I was like, 
I don't know. And then I realized you can put the hook companies that play them against each other for better prices. And uh, so the moment I told, actually, I don't care. The moment I told Mustad that I might use BKK, Mustad comes down in price. And like, I already knew which brand I wanted to go with anyway. And, uh, but I played them against each other. And then I brought in a third one right at the end to get a better price. And uh, I saved a whole four cents. Four cents. It's pretty good. Um, you love willow leaf blades. I love willow leaf blades too. What else we got here? So what's going on? We got a lot of good people in the chat. Folks, the, uh, the hotline is open. I need questions. I'm going to give away some stuff, but only to people that ask questions. So uh, all you got to do is get on the hotline and uh, ask away. I don't care what you ask. Sweet shirt. You can get one on the website. We got 16 left. All right. We got uh, fishing with T-Rex. Oh, I want to make some, uh, I have to ask you guys about these shoes. Okay, so we got a little bit of business. Uh, his, the, it's the shoes. Hold on. I got a question for you. If I were to make, if I were to make shoes, you ready for this? If I were to make shoes that were recycled soft plastic baits. Now, I know some of you guys, and don't lie, some of you guys wear those Crocs. I bet Mikey Bowser has cracks. I bet he does. I don't know. But if I made shoes that were out of soft plastics, recycled soft plastics, would you buy them if they looked cool? We're going to find out. I'm going to show you a picture. I, 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 I kid you not. So I, I have this company that um, they make shoes. Actually, let me sh I'm, I'm going to show them first. And then I'm going to let you guys guess what they make them out of. Ready? Uh, here it is. Uh, no, 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 no. Footwear. Footwear. Here it is. Uh, here's the shoes. You ready? So they look like Crocs. Same material. These are 100% recycled material. What do you think they're made from? I'll give you one guess. You ready for this? These shoes, these shoes right here are made from recycled sex toys. <laughs> I, I'm not even, I can't even make this stuff up. I can't make this stuff up. They got a video how talking about how they make it. And I was thinking to myself, like, I, I don't want to wear those shoes. I don't know. But I asked them if they could make me some, some out of soft. Uh, if, if I sent them re all soft plastic baits, would they make me shoes out of recycled baits? So the question is, would you guys wear them? Would you guys wear them if they're made from recycled baits and they had like a drain on the bottom with a screen so the water would slide out in case you got your feet wet? I'm just so curious. Yeah. 
let's let's you know let's not wait any longer. Let's let's get Mikey on the show. So uh, all right, folks. So here's the deal. Um, every question that gets asked today is going to get the first pair of shoes that I make out of recycled uh, soft plastics, and of course a box full of toys out of my garage. Bates. <laughs> I don't have a box full of toys in my garage. I got Bates. So all right. Let's let's not waste any time. Uh, let's give a big warm welcome to Mikey Balls. How's it going, man? I love being introduced with sex toys, dude. Yeah, like that's yeah. You know what? You know what the problem is? It's almost fitting, dude. I feel like that's kind of a good call sign for me. Like sex toy, go for sex toy. Yeah, you know, like yeah, <laughs> go for sex yeah, toy. I love it. Go for sex toy. Jesus, bro. How crazy is it? This company literally makes shoes out of recycled sex toys. I think it's badass. And it kind of comes back to your sort of intro theme. Like you should probably start selling air, dude. Totally. I'm working way too hard selling boxes when I should just be selling vapor. It's unbelievable. Holy shit. That's freaking crazy. Oh my I've God. Heard of shoes. Hey, let me ask you a question though, seriously. I've been told, so I've never been a Crocs guy. Back yeah. in the day, I wore flip-flops down in Florida, and I got my toenails burnt off, so I've always worn shoes. And I feel like I'm kind of like the old man. You know how, like, the old 90s dudes had the white socks on the shoes? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like even though I'm wearing, like, no ankle socks, but I'm still wearing shoes, I feel like I'm the old man now. Do I need to transition into Crocs? Is that, like, the direction of things, or, or what's the deal? I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think you can come back to the show if you're going to start wearing Crocs. Really? Okay. Good. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you really want to wear those things? I don't because I have some choice words that'll get this this live stream flagged. You know, if I, if I say them, so I'm not going to. But a lot of guys say they're super comfortable and like it's like, bro, my feet don't get stinky and wet, and like they let the take air a shower, take a yeah, shower. Kind of my thing, but I, I don't I, know. I think that they're the dumbest looking things on the planet. Unless you're and unless you're like six year old twins, you shouldn't be wearing them. Well, you know what they remind me of, and I need to use the correct terminology. Yeah, go ahead. The, the little people in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory had shoes like that, and so sure. Every time, every time I see them, I just see like the oompa loop, and I see like <clears throat> so I, I can't do it. I'm not the tallest guy either. So I, I think the I think the boys over at Burley Fishing wear them. I'm not judging. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure that they wear them. Well, see, that's the thing. Like people that I actually like and respect wear them, and they swear by them. And some yeah. of the guys, like guys, I would not expect to wear Crocs. See, know? there you go. There's Paul Glass. Function over form. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, though, dude. I just don't know if I can take that leap. I like make that transition, dude. That it'd be a big step for me. So. It's it's tough. It's tough. I'm That's no better it. though, dude. I don't know if you noticed when you came down to Gunnersville. So I had those shoes on, and I get made fun of much like for my shoes. And literally, I'm the cheapest, worst shoe person ever because I find one pair of shoes that I like, and then they stop making them. So I finally like figured out the key to shoes. I buy like seven pairs and I'm done. So I found these shoes on Amazon. I'm also the cheapest person to ever walk the earth. And dude, I found these shoes for like 12 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, you told me. 
Qing province or whatever, dude. And like, yeah, so I bought like seven pairs of them. So I got to burn through those before I transition to Crocs. So. Well, Big Rich uh, is wearing a pair of real tree camo Crocs right now. And he says that they're great. Then there's Pel Pelican Bone said that Pelican Bone has made it, made it really clear. Hold on. What did he say? And I quote, Crocs are ugly as sin, but comfortable as hell. Well, that's the other problem. Dude, I want a pair of pink ones, and they only make the pink ones in the chick-like sizes. So, like, I'm kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know? What size you need in pink Crocs? It'd be like a nine and a half, ten. Do they even come in? All right. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get them for you. No, no. Merry Christmas, bro. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, wow, we got a few calls. This is exciting. What? Uh, so how's the fishing down by you? You know what, dude? I'm actually kind of pissed at you because I literally went running home at like three o'clock because I had to be here to do the audio check and all that. And I was actually on the lake today. It wasn't great, but it was decent. I was doing the stuff I like to do, flipping and using the big stick and that because there's, there's a lot of grass that's grown up. And this time of year, you're either throwing like a rigs around me or like little tiny. There's a bunch of these like little shad swimming around. And the fish are schooling and chasing that. So you're either chasing that bite or you're like in the thick of the grass with a frog, with a big way, just getting deep and getting into it. Right on. Right on. So, so, uh, what, with, uh, the water today, like what's the temperature right around? So that's, what's actually kind of mind blowing. It's still pretty warm, but this morning when I got there it was like 69 lucky wow. number. And then uh, by the end of the day, it was like 73. So it, it's still summer-ish, mm. you know, but it's, we're about to have a big front. Things are going to cool off. And I think we're going to finally kind of see that, that transition into the hoodie weather and, and things along those lines, especially in the mornings. Right on, right on. What, uh, man, we got, we've got a guy that's been online for 10 minutes already waiting for you. Let's just take this guy's call. You, you, you want to take a call really quick? I forgot. You take calls. I love it. Go, go, go call her. This right. is sex toy. Go for sex toy. Go for sex toy. Hey. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Rick? Man, I'm surprised I got through. Yeah. So, so how you doing? This is, uh, hey, I like the shoe idea. I'd wear them. Now, would you wear them if they were made out of sex toys, or would you wear them if they were made out of recycled soft plastics? Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. There you, you don't go. You have to tell people what the shoes are made of, right? That's right. No discrimination here. That's right. Form and function. Right on. They've, they've served two purposes in life. <laughs> but now, I'm uh, down here in West Virginia. And I'm actually new to fishing. Okay. I've been fishing for a couple months now, and I've dedicated my life to it. I've decided I want to be a professional fisherman. Okay. I'm 38 years old. Had a pretty dark cast. We're not going to go into that, though. Okay. But I'm kind of depressed that it's getting cold down here in West Virginia, and the fishing is slowing down. Well, this is true. So, uh... 
what do you what, what do you do, Mike, when when uh, when when the when the weather starts to change and the fish starts Not slowing down? Like my answer, I literally move, dude. <laughs> I move. You just up and leave and go to Florida. <laughs> shit, dude, I'm gone. Like, I, you know, actually, out for the winter, huh? Dude, I'll tell you what. One thing. So I grew up in Wisconsin. One thing that I used to do because I we did some ice fishing and ice fishing is good for two things: looking at all the stars and drinking beer. Like the fishing is not great, and you're you know you're sitting over a hole, so it gets lame. So I always look for open water opportunities. And one thing that you can do, man, is is find a place where a power plant is. And a lot of times those power plants will have discharges into a river or to a lake, and they actually discharge water that's that they use to cool the power plant. So what I did, and it was kind of awesome, is literally all winter long, it'd be like 15 degrees out, 10 degrees out, but there was open water that was at least 55, 65 degrees coming out of this power plant. I'd have to drive two hours to go to it, but we'd catch largemouth, smallmouth, striped bass. Um, but it, it definitely, you get cold, you get like frozen fingers, but it, it filled the need, you know what I mean? Hey, that's pretty cool. That's a good idea. I actually bought my first monster bass box today. Cool, thank you. So I'm waiting on that. I called. And I got a, a text message actually from someone there, and I'm like, "Look, I need a job. I want to be a professional fisherman. I'll test stuff out. I'll do whatever you need. I need a job." My wife's like, "You're crazy." I said, "Hey, you don't know if you don't ask." Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, man, I I just need any advice or, you know what I mean? I, I love fishing. I've done some, everything wrong in my life and found God recently, and he has whipped me into shape. Well, I'm glad you were, you're, you know, you're able to find something that uh, you're passionate about and that uh, keeps you on the straight and narrow. Yeah, absolutely. And what better than fishing? Slows you down. But I love them fast hits. Right on. I'm a top water guy. That's all I've ever fished here is top water. Because there's so much grass in the water, it's hard to fish anything else. <clears throat> in two months? Yeah. Huh? Mix maybe mix it up a little bit as the conditions change and see how that does for you. Maybe throw a chatterbait. And I've I've tried that and it's just you pick up so much grass. I need to maybe move, like the man said. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, it's West Virginia in the winter. Yeah, down in Berkeley Springs. It's not bad. Right on. Right on. Well, listen. Did you, hey, so? Man, did did you have a what's that? I said I appreciate you guys talking to me. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for calling in. All right, let's, uh, I, I, I mean, after two months, he's ready to go pro. That's, uh, that's, that's a leap. I don't know that I could do it, but uh, I give him a lot of credit for making that decision. Best of luck. Go ahead, caller. Go for some Hey. Hey. Hey, man, I just want to tell you, man, hey, I appreciate your videos. I appreciate your show. 
This is Bob from Alabama. What's going on, Rob um, from Alabama? I, uh, I've got I got out of fishing somewhat thirty years ago. Uh, some things that happened. Good, my best partners, my brother and my dad. They both passed away, and it it you know it really took a toll on me when I went to the river. But anyway, I just got back in it the last seven eight months ago. I'm having problems. Uh, I live, like I said, here in Alabama. And I don't know if you know much about Logan Martin, uh, which, you know, it's closest to Lake to me. But the water is stays muddy. And I have tried about every lure you can think of. Uh, I've got a couple bites on the chatterbait. But other than that, I ain't, man, I ain't had no luck. And I just... I was wanting to know if you could tell me about what it, I could change up, maybe try something different. Is that a question for uh, for me or for Mike? No, for you. What what, what would do? What would be the best lure to, uh, that I could choose to maybe uh, you know get some better bites in, the, in 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 muddy water? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to defer to Mike. He's a much better angler than I am. I need okay. To be to What's that? I need to be referred to as sex toy. Uh, I'm going to defer the question to sex toy. Uh, he's All a much right. better so angler than me. I would do, man. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I believe there's some, some pretty good spots in there as well, mm-hmm. right? Big spotted bass. Is that right, Mark? Mm-hmm. All right. Mark is in Yeah, they, uh, they, there's a. Uh... That and large mouth too. There's a a few guys I've talked to has been catching some large mouth, and they say they've been trying. They've been using uh, spinner baits and uh, um, chatter baits, but I've tried about every color, small, large, um, and I just I don't know. Maybe maybe it ain't right for me or something. I don't know. <laughs> So that, that's what I was going to tell you. Definitely pick up a spinnerbait. I'd recommend like a, a war eagle, half ounce, uh, gold blades on it, like gold willow blades, chartreuse and white. Uh, maybe slow down a little bit and don't be afraid to fish super shallow. On those rivers like that, that, that are skinny with the current, them fish really use those current breaks. And a lot of times you're fishing dead water um, in between. So really focus on those current breaks where areas where you're getting that little bit of an eddy. Um, spinner baits and jigs are a big deal too, especially as we get these colder water temperatures, that jig kind of flares. And even though it doesn't seem like it's moving a lot of water, it does displace a lot of water. And especially like a football jig is pretty easy to fish in the current, even around some of that wood and stuff that you see on the banks and that. Um, so I, I'd look at those two options. The other one is a little annoying to throw, especially in the current around cover. But this time of year, it's tough to beat an Alabama rig. Now, it's also annoying because they hang up and you're either losing $25 or you're going in trying to fish it out and, it, and it's obnoxious. But it does catch them. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Like an Alabama rig with blades on it um, and just, you know, slang it around that cover, slang it around those current breaks. Uh, and what's cool is you catch a bunch of different fish too. You'll catch some white bass, you'll catch some spots, you'll catch some largemouth. You get that whole mix. But that's what I recommend doing. The other thing is too, and it's something that I do, is a lot of times these lakes, they're good seasonally. 
you know, so it depends what time of year you fish what lake. And I know if you're near Logan Martin, I think you're near a few other Coosa River lakes. I'm not exactly sure of the names, but I believe there's one down there that's a little more like a highland impoundment. Um, it's a little bit deeper. It's got some points and broader. It's a little bit cleaner, too, because it's not so much related to that river current. You know, sometimes this time of year, it's good to switch those lakes and maybe tap into a lake like that that has a little more spread out kind of layout to it with some of those deeper points and a little bit clearer water. Yeah, that uh, we've got, uh, well, like I said, there's more, but uh, Lay Lake is yeah, Smith Lake. It. Smith Lake the the deepest lake we have here in Alabama, but you know it's it's like two hours away, so I'm gonna have to break down and get off my lazy butt and make a trip up there. I think, but uh, yeah, and that box I, actually, I got today. I, I actually I actually caught him on Smith Lake the other day, Mark. I was out there on the west side of Smith Lake, um, fishing like really flatter like points with a drop shot rig. And I was using my forward-facing sonar, pitching a drop shot to them and actually catching them. Nothing big, just a bunch of them little rat spots, like 12, 14-inch long. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, well, you know, we got the full moon coming in tonight, and I was going to try it tonight because, I, you know, I, I fish also with the almanac, but uh, I don't. I know y'all got a lot. The fish uh, bite? In, you get a lot of fish bites to... with the almanac? <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Not not here lately. I have. You might want to go pro. Like I said, um, I'd go pro, sir. I'd go pro. <laughs> well, it's a lot of that. I've I've got more bites on was in little small, uh, small ponds and stuff like that. But I've been fishing in. But these bigger lakes, I've been trying to get in them. And but I was going to ask about this one bait, and I, I'll let you guys go. Okay. It, uh, the spin doctor that I got in my box today. Would you recommend that one? It's, it's a spinner a bait, short tree with a willow leaf. Oh, it's yes, uh, vicious fishing. It's vicious fishing spinner bait. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. yeah. It's a great. It's a great little spinner bait, double willow. Yes, sir. Which color did you get? The uh, short tooth and white. Yeah, that's that's perfect. It's man. got the. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, it's got the short tooth uh, willow leaf and. Uh, 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 it kind of looks like metallic, but it's just a silver. Uh, you know, I'm going to try it this weekend. Guys, hey, I don't want to keep y'all holding up. But I appreciate you. I'll be watching your video, and I'll definitely be ordering more from you guys. Appreciate you, man. Uh, go catch thank you. All right. Good, Good luck, man. All right. Uh, this guy. This guy. Go for sex toy. All right. That's what I'm talking about. I always call in for a good sex toy. Yeah. What's happening, fellas? T-Rex calling in here. What's going on? How you doing, Mikey? What's up, dude? Oh, not much. Not much. Just uh, excited to get my shoes. As you know, I sent you the picture. Uh, oh, will be here in a couple weeks. I thought you meant the ones that I'm going to yeah. make out of sex toys. Well, yeah, I can't wait to get a pair of those too. Because wow. when I get them, I'm I'm gonna have them airbrushed and and put the balls on them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
So, Send me a picture of that, dude. I'll, so, I'll share uh, it on Instagram if you pull that off. All right. Uh, uh, my question for you, Mikey, uh, right now is a good time uh, for rattle traps here in California. You know, eight to about 16 foot deep. Uh, it went out Monday. We slayed them pretty good. Uh, what do you feel is the best way to work a rattle trap? Fast, slow? I like to throw it out, let it fall to the bottom, and then bring it back at a medium speed. But my partner was just cranking them back as fast as possible. What's your so take really on the rattle trap? The of the year, man. What, what's your water temps like over there, dude? Uh, it was 73 on Monday. Oof. I mean, I'd be fishing it pretty fast, man. Um, it, it's funny because I look at a trap really as a reaction bite and there's really only one time of year that I fish it slow, but I will fish it fast that same time of year before I fish it slow. Um, and that's winter, uh, like the dead of winter, you know, February, January, but that trap, it, I get more bites when I'm burning it or when I'm like ripping it and on the stop. So it's almost like they don't, they see the movement, they see it going really fast, but like when you kill it, that's when they actually bite it. So in a way it's kind of slow, but you're actually fishing it pretty fast, but it, it's really a reaction bite, especially if you start playing around with some of those blade baits as well, which fish a lot like a rattle trap. Um, I like moving them fast and getting that reaction and that that's how I fish it probably 90% of the time, dude. But one thing to note though, man, is I do do things with it. So, you know, I'll, I'll pop it every once in a while. I'll kill it. I'll, I'll real fast and then do like two or three slow cranks, you know? So like I, I mix it up with the retrieve, but the majority of that is going to be pretty quick, pretty fast. All right. Yeah. I, I usually, I bring it back at a steady pace and then I'll stop it. And then I bring it steady, stop it about every like five feet or so. I, yeah. I mean, I did well. Uh, I did well on Monday. I think I caught 11 or 12. Uh, but my partner caught like 17 and two of them were over five pounds. Uh, with the, uh, with the one knock, uh, from Missouri that I got off the, uh, monster bass website. Matter of fact, I just ordered 10 more, uh, of the crawfish color because they just killing that crawfish color, dude. Let me tell Rick. I don't know if I can say this. Can I? Can I disclose what's in like the November box, man? Or like tease? Yeah, it a sure. Bit? Whatever you want. I don't care. So one of my <clears throat> favorite traps that is like literally the most like subtle trap ever, and it feels like you're reeling in like mud, but it catches bigs, dude. Especially when they're kind of reacting to sort of like different sounded traps. Um, it's the Thunderhawk um, lipless, dude. It's a silent half ounce lipless. It is bad ass. But I'll tell you, I, full disclosure, when you're reeling it, it doesn't feel like it's moving, but it's like this subtle, very tight wobble. And that, that lack of rattle, I think really sets it apart, dude. It's, it's really unique. And I've caught a bunch of fish. I don't know how much you know about Lake Garnersville, but it is crazy, crazy pressured. And everybody's throwing a trap, especially a red one, come like January, February, March. And dude, I have cleaned up after people fishing that exact bait last year i tore their asses off dude i i'm a strong believer in it dude uh, that lipless but no no rattles just totally silent dude and it's going to be in the november box so 
Nice. We'll be looking you forward to getting excited. that one, man. Yeah, you got to get excited. Nice. Yeah, I know. T Rex, you're not, not, you're not, you're not helping the ratings here. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not helping the ratings? Look, we only have forty thumbs. Come on, people. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. It's horse. 66, 66 people, 67 people watching on YouTube and only 40 likes. Well, if we Man, talked about sex toys more, we'd probably get a lot more uh, if you viewers. Guys were by my correct name, dude. Hey. That or we'll get flagged, either one. So. <laughs> hey, so, uh, I'm good. No, no, you go ahead. It's your show. I'm just going to let you know that uh, I'm going to be sending you a, a, a box. Just, it's, it's basically a thank you box for the donation. But I'm going to send you some WWE shirts that I've had uh, folded up in a, in a box that were given to me. Because they're, you know, I'm a big guy and they're way too small for me. They'll probably fit you. So. Oh, I thought you were going to tell I'm me you were going to send me those. shirts that, that, that were my size from back in the day. So, well, I love it. Were, uh, a buddy, a buddy of mine used to get a, a box from WWE, and he had all these shirts. And he's a big guy like myself, and they don't send out big shirts. So he's like, "Here, take all these shirts." I'm like, "Uh, somebody will want them, so I'm gonna send them to you." Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's awfully nice of you. So, I, I figured if you didn't want them, the kids would wear them, or you, you know, use them to wash your car with. Uh, nah. No. No. Uh, or use them, use them to hide your sex toys in. Yeah, that's more like it. Yeah. What uh, <laughs> T Rex? What size are you? Me, I'm four X. Four. All right, because I just placed a new order of stuff, and I want to make sure I'm taking care of everybody. Yeah. 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 Again, you don't sound really excited. <laughs> No, I, I am excited. I was I was gonna ask you like which which shirt are you gonna bring in? Which shirt do you or want? Are you gonna do the performance shirts? What do you? What you uh, why don't you just tell me what you want? And I'll take care of you. What do you want? I I like the performance shirts with the hood, especially here in California, because you know how that sun beats down on us out Done. here. So, and my the the two that I bought are looking pretty shabby already. So Done. But you know, then again, if I wouldn't be Yanking the, uh, yanking that top water uh, a little too hard. Sometimes it comes flying back at me and slams against my shirt. So, and you know, breaking fishing poles. You know, you know how I do it. All right, we're gonna take care of this right now. Hold on a second. <laughs> hey, I want I want to get back to the to the. Uh, the sex toy thing. Those aren't used sex toys, are they? <laughs> He's on the phone, bro. I, I don't know. He's not going to answer. He's not going to answer. He's going to leave me hanging on a live show. This is Tyler Jaskowitz. I'm sorry I missed your call right now. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Have a good day. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Tyler, this is Rick. Hey, we're live on, uh, on uh, throughout the world on YouTube. And uh, 
everybody wants hooded sun shirts and we got to go up to five X. So whatever order we just placed, make sure we got some fives and some fours in there for, uh, as, as Gramps said, call it the, uh, big boy size. So make sure that we get some. Okay. Thanks. All right. He'll get some for you. All right. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Gramps. Or I mean, uh, T-Rex. <laughs> Hey, just because I'm 51 doesn't mean you got to call me Grams. Listen, I'm older than you. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I wish I was as cool as Grams. Oh, yeah, it's Bog. Cool Somebody asked about him. So oh. Him uh, Here you go. Here you go. He slept with me. Yeah, he licked your <laughs> ear, dude. I remember that. That was pretty hot. <laughs> so good. So good. So, all right, T Rex, you got you got any other questions for Mikey? Um, no, no. So uh, I do have a question for you. Okay. Uh, did you actually like the shoes I'm getting made, or no? Uh, do I do I like them for me? Like, would I personally wear them, or would I personally sell them, or would I like what? I mean, do they look all right? That's all, that's all you know. Yes, I think they look um, great. I made them to represent your brand for me for my tournament series. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, they're Rick approved. They're Rick approved. Now. All right. Yeah. I love them. That's, a, that's all I wanted to hear. All right. Thank you, man. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be wasting my money and you go, those look like shit. No, no, I would never say that. I t- I'd tell you if I didn't like them. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Mikey, thanks for answering my question. It helps out a lot. And, uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call. And my... Let me know how it goes, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, my partner's right now that I fish with, uh, he's doing that Lake Mojave tournament right now. So I'll be fishing <laughs> this weekend by myself, but then we'll start uh, getting ready for our tournament. So. I here thought, at Millerton Lake in a couple of weeks, so that's going to be one of the things I want to be throwing. I'll be throwing the Ragnar early morning, and then I'm probably going to go straight to trap for most of the day. Hey, I'll give you one tip: when in doubt, just stuff lead sinkers into their mouths. You'll win oh, every turn. I hope we're going to bring that oh. up. Dude. I hope we're going to talk about. We it. are. We are. So. Oh, let's talk about it. That, oh, that's crazy. Not right now. We got. We got to. We got to get through a couple things first. All right. So you guys have a good day. We'll catch you next time. All right, buddy. See you later. That's T-Rex. Good friend of the show. All right. We got to take care of this guy. He's been waiting 20 minutes. Jesus. Nothing's worth 20 minutes. Go for sex toy. What's up, Rick? What's going on, man? Mikey Ball, Jim Finley. Jim, what's up, man? Mikey. What's up, buddy? Hey, all yeah, the all the Tokitobi, I've been well. You? Pretty good. Are you guys okay with the hurricane and all that? Yeah, we actually went over to Sebring this weekend and brought a bunch of fuel over to people, and we, we cooked up a bunch of food and brought it over to people that needed it. So, um, no, we, we we were fine here. So, Rick, Jim is a really hey, good buddy. All the Okeechobee boys. Say that again. Uh, Jim is a really good buddy of mine from Florida, dude. Super right on. Good, dude. Super good, dude. Hey, 
all the Okotobi boys are going to be heading up that way for Gunnersville in a couple of weeks. What do you expect um, Gunnersville to be like? Well, first question, is your son fishing it? Did he fish as a co-angler at all, or did he just do the BFLs? No, he was just doing the BFLs, so he didn't qualify for the um, the Toyota Series um, championship. So. so there's a ton of money on the line at the end of the month through the MLF um, Toyota Series. The championship is on Gunnersville. And uh, the lake has fished this year. Rick, you were there, dude. Like, yeah. it's fished amazing since, like, March. You know, it'll have a bad day here and there. But overall, uh, we're catching numbers and we're catching size. Um, the fall transition is just starting to happen. So it's a little tough out there, not super tough. You can catch a bunch of what I call rat dicks, like little 6 to 12 inches, uh, throwing an A-rig in that. But I would say come about that time, the A-rigs, you're going to kind of go two different directions. Uh, one is going to be A-rig, chatterbait, spinnerbait, you know, you're power fishing, you're mimicking a lot a lot of that, that little shad, that little bait that's kind of schooling and, and potting up on those shallow flats, or you're going to be fishing grass, dude. So it's actually going to fit right in the, the wheelhouse for a lot of those Okeechobee guys because it's going to be fishing a frog fishing a buzzing frog, uh, fishing maybe like an easy swim bait, buzzing it over the grass. Um, some guys will probably be pitching a stick bait around depending on the water temps. But then the other thing is, is that punching bite. It's always a player that time of year. It's been that actual tournament has been won multiple times punching. Um, so I would say it's going to be kind of that sort of game. Are you going to stay in the lower half of the lake? and cast and reel are you going to go to the upper end and, and get your braid out and get your heavy flipping stick out and, and go deep into that grass it's going to be a fun one to watch dude if it keeps fishing the way it's fishing there's going to be some big weights and it's going to be cool dude that's awesome you know you got you're going to have guys coming all you know from all across the country to fish that tournament since it being the um I think Val, Donnie, Matt Weida, um, freaking Nicholas Honig's coming up. Uh, a bunch of my Florida buddies are going to come up and fish, dude. So it'll be cool to kind of drop in and see those guys. Yeah, it was it was good to see Nick last week, um, you know, win that BFL down here. You know, he's been out there eight years now, and he's, you know, finally finally got that first win. And I was so excited for him out there. You know, we, you know, just sitting there watching him weigh in and, um I felt bad for the guy that finished. I think he ended up finishing fourth or fifth. He had like 28 pounds the first day and only came in with one fish the next day. So, but That's you know, Nick, he's so consistent. Year, but it's this time of year too. That lake is always fickle, dude. It's always a weird derby, man. Like it's, it's such a crazy deal. But I saw the pictures of Nick and I talked to him afterwards via text. He was glowing, dude. That that is such a cool deal, man. To see, because I'm getting old, man. Like these guys were all like oh. the kids, you know, when I was fishing, dude. Like these guys were all like the young guns, and now they're winning like BFL two day supers and stuff. So it's pretty cool to see that, man. Yeah, I remember Nick wasn't even old enough to drive when he was working over in the warehouse, you know. Exactly, so it's just cool dude. watching these kids grow up, and you know, so yeah. No, I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, you know, I work for some other fishing organizations, but I was gonna talk to you about the um, the thing that turned the fishing world on its head this week. But I guess you guys are gonna have another show about that, so I, w I won't get into that tonight. Go for it. Finley's actually a good resource because yeah, yeah, go ahead. 
Talk about it. That's cool. No, I was just, I, I just wanted to get your opinion on, you know, you know, we, you know, I do a lot of weigh-ins and, you know, sitting there bumping fish and, you know, there's always those times that you think, you know, something might be, you know, a little off or things like that, but, you know, just, you know, the evidence isn't there. And, but I think this guy knew that, you know, there was something, I hate to say fishy, but fishy about what was going on there. And, um, you know, four pound fish weighing in at seven pounds. That guy, I, I mean, I, my hat's off to that guy. He, he did a great job with what he had to do. And, um, I don't think that whole thing's over with yet. No, it's not over with. And, and, and clearly, listen, we know cheating happens all the time. Those guys got greedy as shit, right? Like if you're going to do it, you're stuffing, you're not stuffing three pounds in, you're stuffing one pound, right? It, I mean, you're just asking to get caught, right? Like you just got cocky and arrogant and you've probably been doing it for so long. You're like, oh, we can get away with anything. Let's just do this. And, you know, I think those two dudes are going to have to move out of the state <laughs> and they're never going to fish the tournament again. But how can you, they probably live in some small town and, and where everyone knows everyone and they're going to get so, oh my God, they're going to get their poor wives if they're married because their wives are going to just be shunned for no reason whatsoever. It's so bad. So bad. It, I'm yeah, again, I, I, yeah, my hat's off to that tournament official. I mean, the way he handled it, and I'm, I'm not so sure. And, Mikey, you know these guys down here. I'm not so sure those guys would have got off that easy down here in, in Cluiston or Okeechobee like that. No. I was amazed that there wasn't um, there was some aggressive language, but there was not any aggressive physicality, which was surprising because it looked. Uh, I mean, everybody's seen the videos. It was escalating quickly. Quickly. And, and I talked to the tournament director again. He he didn't defuse the situation because I don't think that was appropriate. But he did um, he did take the right protocol and the right steps to sort of control the situation and uh, and get things moving forward to where they needed to end up, which isn't a good place either, but it was where it needed to go. Totally. Yeah. Again, I, I think he did a great job and now everything, from my understanding, everything's been turned over to their DNR up there or whatever. And it's not over. It's hate to see that happy set, but um, you know, those guys took a lot of money from a lot of guys for a lot of years. So. Well, and you know what the worst part is? I always try to put myself in the other guy's shoes and, and there's no sympathy here for these guys whatsoever. But I've been trolling around because I put up a video on my YouTube channel about it. And I've been trolling around, reading some comments, doing a little bit of research on that. And the worst part is these guys were good fishermen. Like they, they can actually catch, like they were, they can catch fish. They didn't need to cheat. It didn't mean they would lose, you know, win everything. They weren't guaranteed, but they didn't need to cheat. They were good anglers. And now they like, that's gone for them. Like they will not fish another event ever in their life. And, and literally it was, it was just a two second decision, dude. And it's all gone. Like it, it's crazy how, how one day to the next can be completely life-changing like that. And if it was me, I'm not saying I'd, I'd cheat, but like to, to not be able to ever fish again, I'd lose my mind. I mean, you know me, Finley, I, I've not always been the richest man ever. And I still am not, you know, like, like Rick, I don't own a million dollar house, bro, but you know, I'm trying to, you know, the one thing that has always kept me motivated is I love getting out there. There's something about it. Maybe it's my millennial, like the experience is everything kind of deal. But if I can't do that, 
I get cranky. I get angry. It's just this outlet where all my buttons get pushed, you know, as a sex toy, dude, every single button gets turned on when I go out there. And if I couldn't be able to do that in the way that I do that, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to continue to go about my days, dude. And for those guys, their days are over like capital O. Yeah. Totally. Totally. No, yeah. No, Mike, you've always, you've always been so humble and that's what I think everybody respects down here. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, we don't all have the, the money and the, you know, the big rigs and everything. And I remember letting you borrow my boat for the one tournament. I, time. I think you went say, out and won the tournament. You know, so. on, a, on a lighter note, dude, on a positive note, this is how cool Jim Finley is. So I was fishing the BFLs back in the day out of my little tractor 175 with a 75 horsepower motor, little, little tin boat, and you'd have a co-angler in that. And Finley is the most giving, nicest dude. And I needed a little bigger boat to fish the Derby, or I wanted to have a little bigger boat. And I asked Finley if I could borrow his boat to fish the Derby. And he actually let me, I wouldn't let somebody borrow my boat. He let me borrow his boat, dude. And I actually ended up getting a second place finish in the tournament that Finley let me borrow his boat, dude. He let me practice in it. He let me fish the tournament. And I was some like dirtbag kid, you know, with no money in that. So if something happened to the boat, like, it would be all on Finley, and he uh, he had faith in me and let me borrow the boat, and it actually turned out awesome. Like, and I can't thank him enough for that. I think you've done that for a lot of people, though, Finley. You've been a cog in in the progression and the growth for a lot of people that have come into fishing, maybe not with all the resources that they want, but I think you played that role, man. And I, I know a lot of people appreciate it. No, I appreciate that. I think you know Matt Weida. He's he's. He was without a boat a couple of years ago, and every he's borrowed my boat. I think he went to Seminole, he went to Santee, and went to St. John's and cashed a check in every one. More money than my boat's ever won. That's Crazy. funny, because the one person I, I borrowed my boat to was Matt Weida, and he came back with, with two things. He broke my glove compartment, and he stole all my waypoints because he plugged his graphs into ah. my graph. <laughs> so Matt Weida inadvertently has every single waypoint that I have in Florida. And it's not even his fault, so I can't even be angry with him, but I'm still angry with him. So. Right on. Right on. All right. Good, good talking to you, Rick. Nice meeting you. And um, we'll let somebody else get on. I'm sure there's a lot to talk about tonight. So, um, Mikey, hopefully we'll see you in December sometime. I would love that, Finley. It's good talking to you, dude. All right, buddy. Thank you, guys. All right. Finley's awesome, Rick. He, yeah. He's one of those guys. He doesn't he doesn't say much, but dude, he is he's involved with a bunch of the youth things. He would always would bump fish at our gambler free tournaments. And he was always just the nicest guy. Like back in the day when I was shooting videos on Okeechobee, like I was this little rat dirtbag kid. Like and all these guys would like quietly make fun of me because this was before YouTube was cool and I was never cool, you know. And Finley was always like supportive nice but not in like a in a in a, what's the right way not in like a, in a totally giving way but he would like motivate you he'd, he'd be nice to you he'd say nice things to you but he'd also like drive you to kind of be better to continue what you were doing he's he's one of those guys like as a mentor like priceless dude nice. absolutely priceless super good dude yeah people like that are, they're you know when you find them keep them close yeah 100 percent, man all right, before we go to our next caller, we're going to do some golden tickets. So now's your time. If, uh, you know, in your box, 
individually numbered golden ticket. I call out your number. Shoot me an email at marketingmonsterbass.com. We'll hook you up with a whole bunch of stuff. All right, first number 08936-09557. And we'll do one more right now. 10178. <clears throat> you want uh, a box full of sex toys? Dude, all I can think of is golden showers, dude. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kicked off. I'm <laughs> oh, no, coming back more often. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, the was there, like the, the tease in the beginning. It was all there, right? I'm yeah. sorry, dude. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oof, we're going to go to this guy, this call. I've been waiting 20 minutes just to talk to you. What a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, caller. Hey, what's up, yeah? Can you say again? Hello? Hello? Hi. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Hey. Hi. Oh. Yeah. yeah. What's going on, y'all? I was just hanging out, talking about uh, fishing no. and sex toys. This is, uh, this is the sex toy line, right? Yeah, it is. That's, that's the only reason I'm calling. I don't really care about fishing at all. I just want to talk about sex toys. Yeah. I, I can't hear you, man. Is it me? Or, yeah, I can't understand. It's me. I, I think I, oh, he hung up <laughs> he waited 20 minutes and he hung up alright well uh, let's go back to California and then I need I need, I need, I need you guys to uh, you know call in and ask some real questions about whatever you want go ahead caller Rick, what's going on? What's going what's on, man? What's going on, Mikey? Well, all right, all right. How's the, uh, I'm hoping the procedure went well for you. Well, uh, I mean, all right, so for everybody at home, I, I had my colonoscopy on uh, on Monday. That was a lot of fun. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, the last thing I remember, I was the anesthesiologist is, you know, She's, 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 she's like, all right. She puts the mask over my face. And I said to her, I said, listen, I said, if you do your job and I come out, okay. Uh, I said that trip we were just talking about, I'll carry the luggage. And, uh, that was the last I heard from her. So it didn't go, it, it didn't go down or anything. No, else. no, it didn't go as what, <laughs> as I had hoped. I thought I'd be off and planning a trip to Patagonia with my anesthesiologist, but it went okay. And there's no polish. So I feel pretty good. All right, so this is the sex toy hotline, right? Uh, yes, yeah. it is. Go for sex toy. Okay, okay, good. All right, I just want to make sure. <laughs> hey, this is Big Rich, by the way. But uh, <laughs> I was calling because uh, this weekend I'm going fishing at the Ozarks, and uh, I'll be fishing off the bank. And uh, I'm struggling on what I want to take with me. And I don't want a skunk. So you guys got any tips or advice what I should bring, what I should throw? Shaky head. Shaky head. Shaky head. Okay. Shaky head. 
shaky head with like no. a robo worm or some like hand poured worm. With a what? Like a hand poured worm, something super soft. Okay. So I got some hand poured uh, swim jig. You think that'll work? No, no. I mean like a hand poured worm, like uh, like a soft plastic that's super supple. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, what about like crankbaits or uh, or uh, square bills or anything like that? What What are you sniffing, Rick? Uh, I got some. Uh, someone sent me some baits, and I'm just checking them out. Damn, dude, they stink, huh? Yeah, really bad. Are the yeah, shoes coming can, as scented? If you can fish a crankbait from the bank, like bouncing like a square bill or something like that, I don't know what the water temps are. But there's a lot of, like, either on Smith Lake, I'm either catching them, and that's kind of like Lake of the Ozarks. It's a highland impoundment. The water's still a little warm there. It might be a little bit cooler by you, but I'm either catching them off the bottom, like dragging a drop shot, like, or dragging a shaky head, or I'm catching them, like, mid to upper in the, in the water column on, like, an A-rig, a little Kytec, uh, things along those lines, because they're chasing bait. They might even be on top. Okay. No, yeah, I think the water temp's probably going to be in the upper 60s at least. I'm hoping. That'd be perfect, dude. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, what else was I going to say and bring up here? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> um, what the heck was I going to ask? Oh, hey, Rick, I got a question for you. It's completely up to you. Uh, you can say no; it won't hurt my only feeling. Um, my daughter's got a youth group thing going on. They planned a fishing trip, and they asked me to help run it. And I was thinking, maybe uh, I could reach out to you and maybe get uh, one or two boxes as some prizes for the kids, whoever win the fishing derby. Sure. No way. Yeah. Sure. Dude, that is awesome. What do you need? Awesome. Why don't you email me? Why don't you email um, email me at rick at monsterbass.com. Tell me about it. Okay. Uh, uh, for sure. For sure. Awesome, man. That's going to be awesome. I appreciate that. No problem, man. Happy to help you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, it's going to be about 30 kids uh, between the ages of 10 and 16. So it'll be a lot of fun. Cool. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Happy to help yeah. you out, man. Um that's awesome. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, well, I guess I'll let you guys go, uh, get some other callers in here. Um, Thanks. And uh, appreciate what you do. I can't wait for this month's box, man. Yeah, I can't wait to ship them either. We're behind schedule. <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> so, all right, man. Thanks a lot. All right, you guys uh, take care. Yeah, no problem. Right. Thank you. All right, I'll, I'll email you. All right, guys. All right. Wow, there's a lot of people that want to talk about toys. We're going straight to Utah. I don't think they're even legal there, dude. No, nah, I don't think so either. Go ahead, caller. <laughs> Dang. What's up out of Utah? Here I am. How's it going? Good. Uh, so the first thing is I'm going to be joining my first fast tournament. And I just want to get some insight on maybe some rookie things that I should try to avoid. 
as a co-angler. Mm. I kind of got an idea of like what I'm going to go out there and throw. I'm not trying to be overly confident. But uh, yeah, like I said, this is just kind of my first tournament and kind of want to get some insight on what you guys might try to avoid from mistakes and stuff like that. Uh, well, besides stuffing lead weights into your fish, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll avoid that. <laughs> what was that, Mikey? No, I was saying Rick needs a clicker, dude. We'll see how many times he can kind of slip that deal in. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what advice you give him, Mike? <laughs> so, I, you know, dude, the way I operate, and actually Rick knows this, everything in life is about communication, dude. And, and I think that comes back to even like a fishing tournament. So on a more serious note, like it's always good to go and get out ahead of something. So, you know, the best way to do that, it, you might get a douchebag for a boater. And, and if that happens, it happens, you know, there's no way to avoid it. But one of the best things you can do is kind of right before the tournament, I don't know if you guys have a tournament meeting, but be like, hey, you know, to your boater, you know, what are some things? Are there any rules for your boat? You know, like, how do you operate? You know, kind of where do you see me sitting? You got to be a little careful because you don't want them to say, hey, don't cast anywhere, you know, or don't don't freaking stare at my graph the whole time. You know, you got to kind of hold your own and, and not take shit to an extent, but at the same time, you know, communicating and talking with him or her and finding out, you know, what their basic rules are and stuff like that is always a good sort of gesture for to sort of start off on the right foot. One of the biggest things I know, I've never fished like a BFL or anything as a co-angler, but when I was a kid in college, I, I would fish as a co-angler because I didn't have a boat or a car. And uh, one of the things that, that was really important is not casting in front of the boat and sort of cutting the boat in half. And like, this is my half of the boat. And I cast from this middle section to the back, you know, on each side. And, and that's really important, you know, just little etiquette things. It's amazing how just a little common sense and a little bit of politeness can make for a much more enjoyable day. Cause you're stuck in the boat for the day with that joker, you know? Yeah, right. Just try to respect him and kind of understand where he's coming from and try to make the best day of it, like you said. Both ways, bro. Like that respect needs to be mutual and he needs to, you know, he doesn't have to take you to catch fish, but he needs to allow you to fish and have you do your thing. It's it's a nice little balance you got to create, you know? Right, right. Uh, my second question would be, so most people are already thinking going to the backs of the coves. Uh, what would be something else like maybe going offshore to like maybe some rock? You know, hard bottom's a big deal right now, uh, especially on some of your clearer lakes, like that kind of structure. It really depends on water temperatures. Um, I don't know how your lake's set up in Utah. I know they're a little bit different. Is it a grass lake? Is it cold? Is it warm? Like what are, what are a few factors that you're seeing right now? Yeah, so my lakes are really, really low. I mean, I have mostly sweet in my my lake, and the back area is kind of grassy. I have a little bit of rock throughout the whole lake, but, I mean, there's not much to it. It's more of like a really big pond. So one thing that I'll tell you that's kind of interesting, a story that my buddy Val, who owns Gambler Lures, told me about when he was fishing a lake called Santee Cooper, um, which is in South Carolina. It's a big grass lake, right? A lot of stumps and stuff like that. And um, it was interesting because he was actually flipping and fishing a worm through the grass, like with a stick bait. 
and his call angler, so say he's fishing left, right? His call angler's in the back of the boat yeah. and his call angler's fishing right because there's some random stumps out in like 10 to 15 feet of water. And his call angler's fishing super slow, hitting those stumps, dragging, basically fishing offshore while he was fishing shallow. So something to keep in mind is even mm -hmm. if your motor doesn't actually take you to say the deeper water or something, you always have the opportunity casting in the other direction or looking at a different section of the water that he's not focused on to do some different things okay. outside of the game plan that he has. You know what I mean? So keep that in mind because you, especially mm -hmm. if you're in the back of a creek, if he's fishing, you know, the bank and doing things like that, you can always cast to that open water, cast to that ditch that's in the middle of the creek, access some of those rocks with like a heavier, maybe not a heavier lure, but something that runs a little bit deeper. So it's all kind of how you frame. Yeah, maybe try to on like a half ounce rattle trap or something. Exactly, dude. For a shaky head, worm, or whatever, Carolina rig. Um, one thing though that, mm -hmm. that I do find is a lot of times one of the bigger mistakes that co-anglers make is they try to mimic what their boater's doing. And sometimes that is key. You know, you're on Okeechobee, it's grass everywhere. You guys are both fishing a frog, you know, it is what it is. But just remember like what you're trying to do is not what that front boater's trying to do. Oftentimes the, the co-angler are like three fish or, you know, you don't have to catch as much weight because you're actually competing with just the co-anglers. So you got to frame your game plan based on that as well and sort of modify and adapt your game plan. You don't need to beat the guy in the front of the boat. You just got to beat the other guys that are in the back of the boat. That's good. Good advice. Okay. <clears throat> I, I appreciate everything. I'm going to let you guys go. Rick, Mike, you guys have a great one. Thanks, Thanks. man. You hey, too. Welcome to that tournament, dude. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Hey, yeah. Rick, that's what I'm talking about. You see what Frank's fishing said? The, the crazy part is those cheater guys, they would have won without cheating. Stop it. That's what makes it so effed up, dude. Like, that's the whole, like, I don't, and I don't know if the weights are super close. Maybe it would, again, that's not a reason to cheat, but I don't know what, and that's what my video that I put up on YouTube was about. Like, what's the mentality? Cause you know what I mean? Like, for instance, and this might be a bad metaphor, but like you get in a fight and you get in a fight, right? But like to, to kill somebody, like it's, it's a, no, it's a, it's a whole different level. Yeah. yeah, dude. So like what drives you to take that, that other step that's like a complete like drop of 175 feet into a rocky basin filled with like hooks and spikes you know like what what like what pushed them over the edge they were competitive they were good anglers you know they'd already made a bunch of money like what what is that little that that click dude that that says like i'm gonna send it in the worst way possible you know totally <laughs> And, and and they can never they can never take it back. They're 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 stuck. Hundred percent irredeemable. Dude. Yeah. So bad. So bad. All right. Let's the see what this guy. Is though, dude, like, and this is where guys will get pissed at me, and that's where they kind of got pissed in the video that I put up a little bit. Like, I'm not a big fan of this whole concept of cancel culture, but. I'm a fan of what happened to these guys because it, it acts in two scenarios. One, it, it condemns them. You know, they're guilty of the crime. They, they take a bunch of social, what do you call it? Like, you're naughty, like scolding or whatever. And then it also scares the living piss out of anyone who's doing this right now. For or sure. Thinking about it. But like, I don't know. A lot, 
some of the, some of the stuff I listen to, like and, and read, like two things can be true at once. But I don't like the concept that someone can be shamed online. Because what if, in this case, they're guilty of sin, right? Right. But what if there was more to the story, and all you get is a fifteen-second TikTok, dude? It's sort of it's the slippery slope, you know. Like, what if some dude puts up a video and he's able to cut it or write or something like that, and it's and he implies someone's cheating without them cheating? The internet finds you guilty. Totally, you know, like that. Hundred percent. One part, dude. So, like, I, I I'm behind what happened in this case. I'm always worried about where we go moving forward. You know, like if people see this, they see the pattern, and they're like, dude. Joe freaking catch a big fish, dude. He's always whaling on us. He's always catching them. And all it takes is that one guy to start some shit or something. And then all of a sudden, like, he puts up a video and he's like, Joe catch big bass is cheating, boy. And then the whole internet comes in yeah. and they're like, yo, you're canceled, bro. Totally. So, it, that's the only thing. This one's a blatant indiscretion. Yeah. Like, these guys are dirty. You know? Yeah. But but moving forward it every time it makes it easier for something like this to happen and my only concern is you know are there going to be situations where they weren't cheating guys just there's a grudge and they don't like them because they're that good you know yeah totally totally let's uh let's go let's bring this guy back in go ahead caller hey guys hi this is david from kentucky hey hey rick hey mikey I was uh, I was on a little bit ago, but I was gonna let Mikey finish the uh, finish his conversation. Um, it's a great story, um, and you're right. I mean, there's two sides to every story. Um, these guys definitely definitely seem dirty posted on YouTube, all over YouTube and YouTube Shorts. Um, not 100% wasn't there. I do want to call out great box last month. Love the buzz bait. Thank Love you. It. Thank you. Um, I'm in Kentucky. <laughs> uh, I'm in Kentucky, and I don't know if it's like harder in Kentucky um, when it comes to bass fishing than it is in some areas. Um, it's definitely not fantastic, and some people are probably like, you know, you're not throwing the right baits, or you're not doing this right. I mean, I have tried everything, and the average size bass that I've caught is anywhere from three to four pounds, and I know there's like bigger bass in some of these lakes that i'm i'm out here fishing um i just can't get to them is there like any uh you know anything you can any tips you can give me or anything for like these kind of conditions this area i'll throw two things out there right off the bat and this is just one thing that i've learned moving up to sort of the south i guess you could say is fall in general sucks uh, there's there's definitely some opportunities to catch fish when they're schooling or if you have grass in that that or or if you target spotted bass or smallmouth there, there's other seasonal opportunities but in general fall and late summer is probably some of the toughest but can be the best time of year to fish and i know that's sort of a lot of guys say that about a lot of times of the year but really it, it's true uh it, it's just a tougher time of year one other thing that i've learned up here though is and it's something that i'm gradually getting into but i haven't quite adopted because i'm not super comfortable with it is these fish really do respond to some of those bigger swim baits and if they don't eat them you actually see some of the, the bigger fish following them like a big glide bait things along those lines they're really obnoxious to throw because it's it's like musky fishing it's it's a thousand casts to get one follow-up or one possible bite um, but because of the big gizzard chat in Kentucky and Tennessee, in um, Alabama, 
um, they respond to those bigger baits, even some of the smaller fish do. So if you're really committed to, to really chasing a big one, I'd look at maybe getting one big swim bait that you're comfortable throwing that you can handle on your gear and, and maybe pick one day of fishing per month where you're committed to that and, um, and see what it brings to you, dude. I, I have trouble with that because one of my goals is to always make a video and I like catching numbers, understanding what's going on and I need content. You know, I want to catch a bunch of big fish or a bunch of fish. Um, so I have trouble committing to that big fish pattern, but that's something that I definitely look at, man. Right. That's, I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I see, I see shad schooling up all the time, like big balls of shad all over the lake that I normally go to on Saturdays. Uh, and I tried like sending it through them. I tried letting, you know, casting like 10, 15 feet behind the ball and letting it sink to the bottom. Cause like, uh, I watched a video, I think it was last box, maybe, maybe the one before where they said to pass, to cast past the schooling bait and let it drop to the bottom. Cause that's where the big, big bass are going to hang out. I tried that. I tried dragging across the bottom underneath, tried dragging it through, tried letting it drop like three or four feet. I just like near the balls of, the shad and stuff like i can't get a bite now if i'm going towards the shore anywhere from like are you fishing from the bank or fishing from a boat i'm fishing from a boat uh do you have a sonar no i do have a fish finder but it's like ancient (laughs) it's old black and white uh hummingbird can you see the balls of bait when you're driving around yeah, they're all over the place. They'll be like 15 in one little cove. I mean, they're just popping off the top, and you look down there, you just see a big ball of silver shad swirling around and stuff. Well, I'll throw you a little tip. And, and full disclosure, it's a lot easier to do with either like a nicer fish finder or with forward-facing sonar because you can actually track the fish because you probably notice like if you see one pop up, like as fast as you cast to them, they're gone. They're, they're scooting around a lot, right? But one thing you can do is a lot of times this time of year is there's bait but there's no fish. And it, it's almost like, mm-hmm. dude, what the hell's wrong with these bats? How do they not know all this bait's here? Right. But basically, mm-hmm. use your sonar, right. find the bait balls, but then the other thing you're looking for, I'm assuming you have 2D sonar, look for the little arcs under the bait balls. And when you start seeing some of those arcs, yeah. fish that cove, fish around in that area, because at least yeah, you that's know, bad. yeah, there's game fish chasing it. And that's, that's kind of, a little way to be a little more efficient. It doesn't always work because they're scooting around so much, but definitely skip the coves where you're just seeing bait. And you're not seeing arcs chasing them. That, that's, that's one little thing that you can do, dude. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I just, at one point I just figured like there's too much shad in this lake and they're just eating too well <laughs> at one point. Yeah. I mean, I was catching more fish off of like four to five inch water, dragging it in over to like one to three feet range from the from like the three inch and dragging it over as soon as i hit like one to three foot range on like a plopper or a buzz bait they'd be on it but like with the balls of shad and stuff like almost couldn't get nothing you know the other thing that you can do but uh i found it here's one more little quick tip that you can do like so you know like the buzz bait for instance that came in the last box so you you put a little like swim bait on it or something along those lines sometimes with all that bait Uh it's about differentiating a little bit so even if you got super clear water dipping your soft plastic trailer for that buzz bait in like a little bit of chartreuse like making it ever so slightly different so that what the bass is actually eating is the thing that's different you know like it just separates your bait from all the other shad doesn't look so much alike but that's a little thing especially with spotted bass yeah 
Right. It makes it easier for them to differentiate the, yeah. the their the actual shad from yours. Exactly. Okay. Um, I, I appreciate it, guys. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. Well, thanks, thanks for calling in. My call. <laughs> All right. We got a few other callers. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for this one. Oh, no. I, th- I thought it couldn't get any heavier, dude. Oh, take a deep breath. Oh, my God. Go ahead, caller. Hello, you know who it is. It is Mr. Gambit 2000, guys. What's up? I was worried about the show going off the rails, but no need to worry. You and Mikey Balls officially send this show off the rails about 45 minutes ago. That's official now, so I can take it and drive around the rails right now. <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh, nothing much, man. I got to ask, did they take photos of your colon? You know, you get your photos when they do your colonoscopy. They give you photos, my brother. Did you get your photos? I got, I, I got my photos. Let's see it, bro. I, I, I don't have them here. See? Actually, see, I know what? Mikey Bob is going to ask for the photos already. <laughs> oh, no, dude. I'm going to tell you. This is classic. I'm going to tell you right now. You know, let's, let's take a little housekeeping before we take a little further off the rails. So here we go. Get on Rick's VIP list, guys. It's three months of the last of the year. Officially, Rick knows he does crazy stuff sometimes twice a week. If he's giving out stuff, if you're not on Rick's VIP list, you don't get no Rick stuff. So get on Rick's VIP list and give that man a chance to give you some throughout the week. And when the holidays come along, you know, he's going to throw off some crazy stuff. So be prepared. <laughs> Now, here we go, guys. We ain't going to take it too far off the rails, but Mikey Balls, I'm a little afraid we're both on the show at the same time. They know I'm a little bit crazy. So at this time, I'm going to throw that open invite. There's probably thousands upon thousands of people on YouTube that would love to catch a big bass with you or catch a bong rip that's out of this world. Either one, don't know if you smoke. Not going to ask if you smoke. But you know the offer is there for anybody on YouTube that knows you fish and catch bass. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mr. Gambit. <laughs> Go ahead. I know, man. I told you, but take a little further off the rails. I didn't know if you knew or not. I'm just asking. You know, Biden just said. He's inside executive order. Even if you know those conservative states that they're messing with you, you still can get away with smoking the blunt. Now they're not going to arrest you and give you a criminal record. So wait, wait, wait. I don't smoke any much that these days, but I'm just giving you the heads up. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait a minute. All right. Just so we're just so we're clear. You don't smoke many much. Um, but what just got signed into? What did Biden just sign? Well, Biden just said that all the weed smoking and the criminal actions that was taken against weed smokers throughout the country, he gave an executive order pardoning all the weed smokers in America. So that's a weed smokers American pardon that happened today. (laughs) So if I'm in prison because of marijuana, I'm going to be released? That's what the pardon's supposed to say. You know, he said it broke it up so many homes with people getting 
going to bed, you know, going to jail for a five dollar bag of weed and spending three years in jail for stuff like that. It's broken up families. He gave a big speech about it, yeah. but he did sign an executive order. He said he did a pardon for it. So we don't know how it's going to work out. You know, there'll be states probably contesting this stuff, but you just got to pay attention to some of the crazy laws. You know, we're in California. They charge the hell out of for a lot of things out here, but you know, you can get it at any shop around town these days. <laughs> I, not that I know of. Um, okay. Uh, Mr. Gammon. Right, here we go now. We, oh. we know. Here we go next. We got we to gotta ask, ask Mikey Balls a few things. Mikey Balls knows he's the man, and he knows the best thing about Mikey Balls' YouTube channel is his dog, Balls. You know Balls is the man that gets all the freaking likes. If you look at his videos and don't give Mikey Balls a like on his video, you're cruel and unusual. Balls gets all the freaking likes. There's nothing like Balls licking Mikey Balls and licking the fish while Mikey Balls catch fish. If you don't give a like to his videos, you're evil. You're freaking evil. You got to give like to that man's video just for the dog. <laughs> right now, I'm ready for, for Bog Jr. to be running around. So find find that, that dog, a, a mate, so we can get some Mikey Jr. Some, some Mikey Jr. Ball dogs running around all on YouTube. We need some ball dogs. <laughs> so give us some ball dogs. I've, I've officially <laughs> lost control. I've lost control of all I of this. <laughs> I know. Oh my. I knew it, my man. All right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gambit. Well, <laughs> all right, guys. It, it, it's football season, so know for sure. Get ready for the fun stuff that's happening, guys. It's all about the fun times in Los Angeles. And you guys know holidays are upon us. Always. If you haven't talked to a friend in a while, give a friend a call. If you haven't seen family in a while, give them a call. And if you haven't fished in a while, find the person you haven't fished with in a while and fish with them too. All about the fun stuff. Happy, happy holidays and Halloween is upon us. Mic drop. See you later, Mr. Gambit. Bye. No, it was a mic drop, dude. Is he dead? Oh, I guess he died. Whew, he is. He was on fire tonight. I've never heard him talk about anything but fishing. He might have been ripping some tubes. Up a good point, though, dude. Honestly, I bet you when this dog dies, like my view count is gonna go to like two. Like no, so I, like, because you're gonna buy a puppy and you're gonna have this cute little puppy. And so that's what I was actually thinking. Yeah, about. yeah. Like, I, I might like make it into because I like to like do some different kinds of videos, dude. And I sure. love my pit bulls, dude. So I might. I kind of want, I got to crowdsource it, but I kind of want to get, have you ever seen those tricolor pit bulls? Yeah. They're like cream and dude, I want one of them, but I've always been the dude, like all the dogs I've ever owned have been like, not like rescue dogs, but like he's from the pound and then my other dog, he bit a kid. So the dude who had him couldn't take care of him. So I took him and it was a red nose pit. So like, and once again, like, you know, like wiffle waffling, like, do I get a rescue dog or get dog from the, the dog factory. Yeah. I got to go rescue. I mean, I've only had one dog in my entire life and what do I know about dogs? I literally opened my front door. I let my dog out. I swear to God. I was like, isn't that what you do? I let my dog, I opened the front door. I let the dog out and about once a week, someone calls and they're like, Hey, I found your dog. I'm like, no, 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 just put him down. They're like, no, no, you don't understand. I found him like out on the street. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just put him down and he'll come home. And then the lady will proceed to tell me how I'm the most irresponsible dog owner on the planet. I'm like, my dog, my dog every day when I wake up and I go to the bathroom, he sits there and watches me and he just, you know, 
I could be, you know, I could be in the bedroom doing whatever. And he just sits there and watches me. He knows he's got a good thing. He's got food, entertainment, and he's never going to leave me. That's awesome. But he's you bit more people than your pit bull. He's what? He's bit more people than your pit bull. True. Dude, them little dogs, like they're nippers, dude. They're kind of vicious. Like that's why I don't like them. Them smaller dogs, dude. They're they're kind of scary. Yeah, mine's not. Uh, my uh, my dog is just a grumpy old. My my dog is a grumpy old gay man, and uh, he is. He only likes white male dogs. I don't know what it is, and uh, he's definitely grumpy. He lets you know, like you know, you know exactly where you stand with him, and uh, and because he's black, you can't see him. So if you're at my house and the lights are off, someone's bound to sit on him. And it usually happens. And then my Growling little dude. in the darkness, dude. He's in his bed. I'd go get him up, but he'd probably bite me and the show would be yeah, over. Then yeah. you'd have to chew monster bass. It'd be a mess, dude. Ugh. Listen, I, to be fair, to be fair, every person he's ever bitten, I have asked each and every one of them if they want me to put him down. And I say, because I will. Really? Yeah, I mean, if you tell him, if he bites you, and you get out in front of it, dude. Yeah, totally. Let's let's get out in front of the problem before it's too big of a, you know. <laughs> oh my God! All right, let's take our last caller. He's always our last caller of the day, and uh, he's made seventy-five phone calls. Does that mean he's actually missed an episode, or did we have we only had seventy-five episodes where you could actually call in? Mm. Anyways, all right. Let's give a call. Let's let's see what he's got to say. What's going on, man? Hey, nothing much. How are you guys? <laughs> I mean, I'm having the best time of my life. <laughs> well, there's a lot of different talk going on right now, so yeah, pretty interesting. Keeping the show interesting. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did. I and I did in fact miss one show. So. My record is kind of broke, so I got to start back over now. So it's a little disappointing, but I'll get there. Okay. You got you a know? question for this guy? Cause... Yeah, so, yeah, I do. So um, what are your thoughts on bait fuel? I know you did a video on it, but I wanted to see if you have any thoughts that have changed or if you have any experiences that have changed since the making of that video. Because I was talking to my live stream last night about it. And we were getting into all the, like, sense stuff with that Berkeley does and all this stuff. So I wonder your, uh, your thoughts on it. So my, my personal opinion is the same, uh, like, my, and my test, like full disclosure, they come from So it, it, you probably know about it. Like it, it's, it's water based and it's water soluble. So it, it disperses pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So the way I've tested it mainly is on isolated targets, uh, brush piles, isolated structures, things along those lines. And in those experiences, and it's really 100% largemouth, I haven't played with it with smallmouth. Um, in those experiences, it has gotten bites when, when I couldn't get bit or I'd see fish down there and drag a worm. Now, that's what do you call it. It's like any science kind of deal. It's correlational. It's subjective. Like the observer creates like a sort of bias kind of deal. You know, I, you can't really have a controlled experiment mm -hmm. with it when it comes down to it. Um, but in those situations, when I struggle to get a bite, specifically on a brush pile, those are the times that I remember specifically, um, it has worked and it's gotten me bites. I'm not saying it's gotten the biggest bites, 
but when I see fish down there and I can't catch them, say I'm like a roller worm on a drop shot, which is super standard. I'll put like some of that stuff on it, or I'll put some in the bag and marinate them. Yeah. I'll throw it down there. I'll catch a two pounder. So there, there's something to that. I don't know if it's the do all break off. Give them the phone. Now, this year, yeah. what sucked <clears throat> for me is I really wanted to do a test on sight fishing and spawning fish to see if it would decrease the time it would take to catch sight fish. Um, but I missed my opportunity mm -hmm. in Gunnersville because the water was too dirty. And then I missed my opportunity in Florida because I don't know if it did by you, but winter never came until like January, February, March, like down there. So basically I was down there in December mm -hmm. and there were, there weren't any bedding fish. They were practically still in a summer mode. So I'm hoping this year, uh, mother nature mm -hmm. gets happy with us again and, and does the seasons correctly. Cause that's a test that I'd like to do. Cause if we could scratch 15 minutes off of catching a sight fish, that would be awesome because I, I like catching them. I don't have a problem with catching them, but I don't like harassing them for hours upon hours unless it's an absolute giant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it draws fish in or do you think it's just something that makes the bait seem more natural and makes them inclined to bite it when it's right in front of their face versus so just any other bait with no sense or little sense? what i understand from the science of it and and this is so this is underwater i don't know what happens full disclosure dude but my understanding is the way it was developed there's certain i don't know if it's chemicals or enzymes but those when the fish takes them in because obviously they're breathing in the water so you throw your bait down there on an isolated target it's water soluble it disperses in a say like a five square foot radius, three square foot radius. And that's why I'm using it on an isolated target because you know, you don't get that much coverage. My understanding though, is it, it sort of cracks up the fish, dude. It, it basically it triggers them or some kind of eating mode. It triggers them to be, I don't know if it's hungry. It's like pheromones. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's when you get all hot at the bar for some chick sitting there, dude, you know, it's, it happens when you're within five feet, dude, you start getting like the sweats, yeah. you know, the wet palms and that, and you're like, dude, I'm going to hit that, you know? So <laughs> it's that same concept, but you have to be in range, you know, like you gotta be sort of in that sort of radius. Otherwise that, that, uh, that reaction doesn't happen. Uh-huh. Okay. So hmm. yeah, full disclosure, well, since we're talking I'll, about- I'll definitely cheating, do some experimenting with it. But yeah, so here's an experiment you can do. And since we're talking about cheating, this is a good experiment. I don't want to do this because I think <laughs> the consequence of it from a video standpoint will be greater than the positive, but maybe that's all the more reason to do it. Uh, the brush pile fishing that I do, the way guys bait a brush pile, which is kind of cheating and kind of not cheating because it's not illegal, but it's also highly frowned upon is they will take dog food or some kind of feed. They'll put it in like a netted bag or they'll just take it in the, in the, like in the dog food bag and they'll slice holes in it. And basically mm -hmm. what it does is it releases that as like chum, just like when you're mm. trying to for fish and it draws the bait in and then the ecosystem mm -hmm. does the deal. The bait comes, the bass come, everybody's happy. You know, we're all coming. So basically, I'm wondering if, if you used like a sponge or some kind of dispersal medium like that, if you doused it in the bait fuel, oh, yeah. and if you're fishing like an isolated target, threw it down on like a, a, a weighted line uh, on a lead sinker, perhaps, you know, use one of those lead sinkers that are mm -hmm. available and I circle one. Um, if you dropped it down on the structure, left it there for 10 minutes and then went and fished, do, does that, would it draw the fish in number one? If there are fish already there, will they bite? 
or would it have no effect whatsoever? That's something I'm curious about. Well, have you seen those? Uh, it's kind of like bath bombs, yeah, but they're bait bombs. Exactly. Dude. Yeah. And so it just constantly exactly. disperses it, draws them all in. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know if they're drawn to just what's taking place in the water or if they're actually drawn to it because, you know, who knows? But I wonder if you throw That's it. strange. Like, I've never heard of that. A rock pile like that with some dispersal method, like you did it for 10 minutes and then made that first cast, are you going to get bit? The problem is there's no way to A-B test that. I mean, you could go to another brush pile, but are there mm -hmm. fish on that other brush pile? You know, there's no, it, it's all freaking correlational science. It's for, it's fishing science, which is a bunch of BS, you know, like it, you don't know what actually yeah. is causing that effect. But I can tell you 100%, I've gotten bites on it in a, in a very closed like situation, like in a, this is a brush pile. I can't catch them on a worm. I put it on the worm. I cast to the same brush pile and I catch a fish. Well, it's definitely something I'll definitely experiment with. Um, I'm not sure if I'll try the sponge technique, but, you know, I'll, I'll mess around mm -hmm. with it and figure out stuff. Hopefully, I'll figure out something interesting. So, yeah. Well, thank you. And then the other caller um, was talking about how he was having trouble catching fish or finding those bigger fish. A glide bait is definitely a good bait to go with. So, I'm just yeah. backing up that as well. I'm sure not too many people trust my opinion, but that's my experience. I'll be honest. I've had good. a lot of callers, Brendan, and uh, I would trust your opinion. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Rick. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, just out of curiosity, what would your mom make for dinner? Uh huh. Well, I knew you'd ask this. So we had a steak from our cow or one of our cows, and awesome. then we had asparagus and skater tots. Ooh. So we what? didn't have any any kind of dessert, but so yes, this is kind of a thing that we did. So we went out. We bought one little steak that was like those one of those like hundred dollar steaks online i think it was like the baga or something like that and then we put it up against our steak we cut them all into pieces we mixed a few of those pieces together in a bowl and then we each we each took one and figured out or i mean sorry no no we didn't mix them in a bowl i'm sorry my mom put them in separate bowls and then she didn't let us know which one was the best or which one was which and then we both take a bite of each of them and our steak tasted way better that's awesome. It was way better. Now, here, here, here's, here's what I wonder. I <laughs> wonder if your taste buds are skewed because that's what you eat all the time. Like, I wonder if I did it, if I would, what I would pick. Because you're eating, you know, well, what was this cow's name? Um, I don't know. We didn't name this one. Oh, all right. Well, Frank, <laughs> uh, I bet because you eat Frank all the time. <laughs> Never mind. It, it, there was like a difference in the flavor <laughs> and the actual texture of the meat. It was much better. I believe you. I believe you. This so, is the perfect guy to do I mean, it, like, <laughs> I mean that, that's the that's the experiment right there. It's an A B experiment, dude. That's kind of cool. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm not gonna take any more time from you guys. Uh thank you so much and have a good one. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, we got. I see it. We got Mike Dove from Thunderhawk listening to the show while he's working on new tackle. Mike, we need to have you on the show sometime next month. We got Thunderhawk in the box. Let's talk Thunderhawk and uh, let's have you on the show. I mean, we got Daniel Nussbaum, president and CEO of Z Man, on next week. 
he's going to go through the entire lineup of new stuff for next for 2023. Hey, tell them to make a, a quarter ounce mini chatterbait. They okay. make a three ace, they make a half ounce. Tell them to make a quarter ounce, dude. I'm, they, I'm no one. Didn't, didn't they used to make them a mini chatterbait? And then they they made a mini, but they came out with a new one. You guys will probably end up putting it in the box at some point. It's it's called the Chatterbait Mini Max. It's a really cool little bait, but what's different about it is, so like normally a three ace ounce Chatterbait, you fish pretty shallow, right? But because it's so small and it has a little tiny blade on it, it actually runs just as deep as a half ounce. So if you want to fish that little mini one super shallow, you actually need it a little bit lighter, dude. Mm. Good stuff. All right, we got one. We're gonna take. We're gonna. We're gonna have our last caller of the day. Uh, let's see. Hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, we'll keep this on the rails. My my guess is that we're gonna go off the rails again. I but like uh, that's been the that's that's been the whole show. So, all right. Go ahead, go ahead, caller. I have so many questions. I don't even know where to begin. Is it true that I could win a golden shower from my good friend Michael Stroke on the show? I knew it was Rafi. <laughs> and I had a, first of all, I'm driving. I was driving my daughter and her friend oh, randomly no. to art class. Thanks to uh, Mr. Gambit, I had to have a conversation about weed. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then, then I heard, then I heard Mikey talk about how he would be upset when Bog dies because his views would go down on YouTube. <laughs> and then I, I heard no Rick clue. talk about how you good Bauer has is because he watches you go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where to start. Start with oh, the start with start with a visit Brendan to your therapist. <laughs> See, Rob, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Brendan calling in because this is this is the most puzzling thing to me. I'm gonna start with Brendan calling in, who has called in every single show except for one. He didn't even stand up for himself. That one show that he didn't call in was last week because his phone lines got knocked out because of Hurricane Ian. <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on with this show. That's all I got. <laughs> Rafi, I miss you. I miss you, Mikey. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was nice. Uh, it was really nice seeing your face on this live. And I'm actually like low key glad that, uh, you didn't do the, uh, the girlfriend stunt that you were talking oh, about when we first started talking now. about your original oh, live appearance. Oh, if, I mean, it's appropriate for this show. Yeah, you're going to have to have me back on the show. If, if there is a show that this is appropriate for, that's the one. Yes. <laughs> I need to do that. That'll be, yes. Thank you for the reminder, Rafi. Uh, we'll, we'll put it on the schedule, dude. Yeah, yeah. Should it be a pink or, or right. like a, a flower bikini? Flower. You could, you flower. could surprise me. All right. Fair enough. Hey, Rafi, I got to ask you a question, though. So Rick had me in the back room, and he went through all kinds of fun things at the beginning of the show, and, and I couldn't, like, comment or, you know, I love hearing the sound of my own voice, and I really wanted to, to say stuff, but I, and I couldn't because I was locked in mute in the back room. But I saw a clip of you smacking the piss out of Rick. What, 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 dude? <laughs> Oh, it, 
Yeah, it's, it's very simple. It was the uh, TikTok rock, paper, scissors, tortilla challenge that, uh, that Rick and I decided to play. It was actually, we had a whole bunch of guys around a campfire. And uh, it was one of those, like, winner takes all, winner plays the next person. I happened to be last. Rick ran the table. And I choked up a little bit too much on my tortilla and actually ended up smacking the shit out of him with my hand instead of the tortilla. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched the video, I thought it was his, I thought it was his tooth, not water. <laughs> Did you shoot that in 120 frames? Like, is that available in, like, super slow motion? Yeah, here. Uh, I, I, I think Fix, I fix, think, fix I, did it, right? Yeah, I think Fix can make it happen in slow motion, maybe. Oh, please. Please. <laughs> Sweep the leg. That was Chad Spawn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did have to wear a splint on my finger for about a week, so I didn't come out of it okay. <laughs> worth it. Hashtag worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. Yes. All right. Well, I've taken up enough of your time. But, uh... What? Rick, it was nice talking to you. Mr. Scrotum. Oh, you guys still want me on? Sure. Well, ask me questions. It can't, just, it can't just be up to me. All right. How was, uh, how was your trip? My trip was, uh, it was great. Trip was, uh, great. It turns out I was not staying on a, uh, on a native reservation. Like I thought it was the, uh, Arapaho fairground in Aurora, Colorado, which is a <laughs> suburb of, uh, of Denver. So it was basically like me and 30 other people camping in a parking lot outside of like a convention hall and then we would have to go to the uh we would have to walk to the trade show every day and they forgot bathroom so Wait. like i don't know midway through the second day they put an outhouse uh just one outhouse and drop it in the middle of like where we were all where we were all camping no no hot water for the showers it was uh it was it was kind of nuts but it was a lot of fun wow you went from so flying. That new gig, huh? Yeah, you went from flying first to uh, yeah. <laughs> a shitter in the middle Why of a parking lot. Yeah, I was in. Eat? I was what in last eat? class on this trip. What What did you eat? Were you like forced to grill your own food and like? No, I mean because you were in the middle of Denver, basically, you could just like take an Uber or hitch a ride with somebody to a restaurant, which is what we did. And then they had, they had, they had breakfast and coffee, and they had lunch for everyone. And not a lot of people like there were so many more smart people that were staying in hotels. Yeah, like were you like camped under a bridge with so, like, homeless people, Rafi? Like that sounds kind of. Well, so this was a. Uh, th this is the. Uh, this is the largest glamping show in the U.S., arguably the world. And, uh, and so they wanted to give some people like this glamping experience should they want for that. Um, but it was basically just, I mean, the tents, the tents were nice enough. Like the 
tents were fine. It was cool once you were in there, but it was kind of like uh, an urban camping experience if you don't have to set up and break down your own your own tent. Everything else was a mission. Rafi, you can sell dirt, dude. Like that's awesome. An urban camping experience. <laughs> that's so good. Unbelievable. Dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. This is probably not since I I kind of I I. I, I I nicknamed our site. I called it a concentration glam, uh, which uh, did not win me any friends. Whew. Yeah, but see, that's the beauty of it, Rafi. You are kind of Jewish, so you can do that, bro. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm all Jewish. I figure I get a pass with that one. Yeah, no, 100%. You have but a I had right? to. I had, I had to. Yeah, yeah I had to curb it. So then, then I then I started to refer to it as the Glampton Inn, which was, uh, I guess, more palatable. No, no, go go with the Reddit version, dude. That was much better. Yeah, yeah, it worked for Salinger. It'll work for you. <laughs> which, 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 which one is that, Mikey? I forgot what I what I said. Could you remind me? There's something about a concentration. I wait. I can't say that. I can, whew, no, no. No. Wait, but I thought you were Jewish adjacent, so it's fine. I am Jewish adjacent, but I also have German heritage, so I'm sort of like a man of two sides, dude. I gotta, I gotta tread lightly. Oh, he's the victim and the villain. Got it. So our, our, yeah, our grandparents <laughs> went to camp together. Wow. Yeah, I think I think you called it right, Rick. This is uh, way off the rails. Way off. <clears throat> wow. You need a cough button. You don't have a cough button? No. Fix is in charge of my show. I mean, oh. we're lucky. We're lucky we can keep this thing on the air. <laughs> the cough button's not a bad idea, though. But is it is it a button for coughing or to erase coughing? Well, you can do a lot of things with it. I think we could actually have some fun because you can say a lot of stuff beyond stuff that's not appropriate, which we can already say. You can say some things that are blatantly like cancelable and hit the cough button, say those things, and all they see is your mouth moving. So you could get super filthy with this and really kind of cross into another threshold. Exactly. I guess you can do that already. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel like that's not – I feel like that – that would not serve the show at all. This would just be a disaster. I don't know. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, Rafi. How many likes we got? Nobody likes this show. No. <laughs> I got four <laughs> likes. <laughs> yeah. It's all, all of the likes have been taken away in the last, like, seven minutes. <laughs> Look at my field of likes. I have more likes to get. Oh my God! You have a laugh cue. I have no idea what we have. Not to see this is what good podcasts are made of, dude. You ever notice how those morning radio shows—they're literally like ten percent talking and ninety percent sound effects. Like that's what wins the public, Rick. Come on, dude. All right, Jared. You know what to do. (laughs) 
break, you need like a bicycle horn or something. <laughs> what do you got there, uh, Fixie? Oh. Letterman, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, what was that last one? No, the other one. Oh, maybe that was just me farting. Well, see, that's the other thing, too. Speaking of that. Like, so you have a guest like me on, and you're looking to embarrass them a little bit, you know, kind of put them on the rails, dude. And you hit the fart button randomly and act like nothing happened. You know, no, like that that news interview where the guy farted on MSNBC that yeah. one time, dude. That was fun. <laughs> Wait, what happened? What happened? You're two years late, Rafi. Two years late. The one who was banging the, the Asian huh. spy, the Chinese spy. He farted on a news program. He's like a senator. He's from California. He's your people, dude. I don't want to watch TV, I guess. Nothing. We have nothing to say. Which is, which is surprising because it sounds like literally my jam. My <laughs> <Like our> jam. <laughs> yeah, Smallwell. Small, yeah, that, that was it. Uh, hey, Rick, did... Uh, did Fix's wife come back from her honeymoon yet? Yeah, she did. She's uh, she's back, and she's now uh, spending very little time with him. Uh, I actually went to lunch with Fix instead of uh, Fix and his wife. <laughs> nice, Fix. Dude, I like the direction this is going. You can't tell me you don't like this. Love it. <laughs> How many how many people have we lost since the start? 31. 50%. 50%. Gone. Never coming back. Whew. That's rough. If uh, if Frank Fishing is still listening, I, I tried to warn him. He showed up right in the middle. I was like, this might not be the one to catch in the middle, but Yeah, there's a lot of like like pre-context that you need. Like, for instance, calling me sex toy. That might sound offensive, but there's actually a place for that. You know, it's totally reasonable. It's true. Yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> I don't know that I could wear sex toy sneakers, though. Or sex yeah. toy Crocs. You know what, Rossi? Dude, that would they, be perfect. All they, your they, callers they, get to pick their call. Like, when they call up, like T-Rex, dude. You get a T-Rex to roar before you have them on the podcast. You know, and they all got their sort of call signals. So, like, I'm sex toy, so I'd be like, like, pulled up sample from, from, uh, what's his name? Howard Stern. When he Mr. Ga Mr. Gambit's ripping a tube. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, yeah now he has to. That'd be awesome. I would highly like Oh, my God. I can't, I can't wait for the call that I'm going to get from my daughter's friend's mom about Biden and weed and <laughs> not our problem, Rocky. Not our problem. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have now gone 14 minutes and 30 seconds without talking about fishing. <laughs> oh, is that, are we supposed to talk about fishing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Mikey. Didn't you want your little like half-inch uh, chatterbait or something? We could talk about that. 
my half inch chatter bit that sounds like more of a hit on me than an actual like talking about fishing hey take it easy jerk face <laughs> Rafi. Rafi, Rafi. Oh, man. Uh, all right we got a I'm, we got a question I'm, for chad spawn no here good. we got a question for chad spawn all right uh he, Caller, caller said, I've been fishing around midnight and I watched Shad, I watched Shad being chased by bass all night, but I can't seem to trigger the bass into biting. What should I do? Where's the question? Oh, okay. I was waiting for like the question part. I'm a big fan of, uh, of cherry bombs. I've been using them in toilets since I was in about sixth grade. And that kind of does the job. Uh, but it's sort of hard to see at night. <coughs> Cough button. That would be Chad Spawn's advice, though. Cherry bomb. What What would Mike What would Mike say? Go home. <laughs> okay. I mean, honesty, dude. It's right next to cleanliness, right? Got another question here. Uh, does weed help fishing? Asking for a friend. Wow. Depending which state you are in, in the 50 states, possibly. I don't, I can't see a scenario where it would hurt. <laughs> so this I can't. I'm going to give you like a straight edge answer. To be honest with you, I like, there have been a couple times when I tried to drink beer when I went out fishing and I actually don't like it. Like when I go out to go fishing, like I'm so straight edge, like it makes me hate straight edge people even more. And I don't know. I, I kind of, I like being totally straight to the head. And the ironic part is everyone thinks like that's what I'm doing or I'm drinking every time I'm fishing. And I don't understand why, but that's what everyone thinks. And I'm like, so freaking straight edge. You would not believe it, dude. Cause every once in a while you sound like Spicoli in your videos. So people just assume that might be true. I guess that's true. Tasty. Ways. Whatever. But these, these people judge, bro. Quit judging me, bro. Rick, you look lost, man. Yeah. Now nah, I'm just reading the comments. Oh boy. Yeah. How bad are they, Rick? I'm not getting any corporate sponsors anytime soon. <laughs> We just lost liquid death. <laughs> we just lost. Yeah, actually, you uh, you opened the you opened the live right with asking what you were doing wrong. Mm. But I think we figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Living, taking this path. <laughs> All right, this train wreck is. Uh... My life is a train wreck, dude. So this is this is all totally comfortable for me. So I'm 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 down. It's all good. When are we when are we going fishing? Well, uh, Rafi, you need to come. You should come this time. Yeah, there's campgrounds yeah. near near where he is. Yeah, you could be a consultant. Like you yeah. could be the boss. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's a business. I'm down. Trip. I'm also allowed to take vacation. Oh yeah, I can see it now. Hey Jenica, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn through some of my vacation time to go down to Gunnersville and go fishing. Try that one. Hang out. 
to, 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 yeah, you're, to you're, 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 <laughs> you're right. I might, I might, I might have to manage that one differently. Yeah. There's a campground. You can sell it, Rafi. I know you can yeah. sell it. I, I appreciate that, Mikey. Thank you. Oh, Rafi, the, don't make any plans for the 28th. I thought it was the 27th. No, it's Friday the 28th. Friday the 28th? Yeah, Journey Co. presents a... Uh, All right. Yeah. I got I got the go-ahead from uh, Pole today. Oh, nice. Friday the 28th? Yes. Okay. There you go. I will, uh, I will, sure. Awesome. All right, Rick, thank you for letting me destroy the show. Um, I don't know, Mikey, <laughs> thanks for letting me provide a little bit of comic relief for you. It's good to hear from you, Alfie. Yeah, man. All right. I will talk to both of you guys later. Later, Pixie. Peace. Later. Later, Rafi. Oh, he's a good dude. Rafi Man, is. we lost Liquid Death, but we got a weed sponsor now. Did you? Congratulations, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Should be good. I think I got myself into trouble like that, too. Like, because the chat, I, I think I've told you, Rick, like with the channel, like I don't do sponsor. Like, literally, I like making what I want to make. And I get real weird about, like, being beholden and all that kind of stuff as you as you know sure. but like swimsuit girl comes and hangs out every once in a while because it's fun and i like being naughty and you know i'll walk this very fine line but like she's got a mouth on her dude so like <laughs> i send it at her you know like because she sends it at me but she never does it in the video and so i'm like talking mad shit to her like all the time in the videos and uh, I, I reached out to like some local, like like Gunnersville City and Huntsville and stuff. And I'm like, hey, you know, I love living around here. I love fishing around here. Is there a way we can like work together? Because selling fun is awesome. Like I don't want to sell one single bait. I don't want to do all this, but like selling a place that I love, like dude, it's synergy is perfect. And I never heard back from them. And literally like three days before I sent them a link to the channel and stuff like that, I posted a video of me like talking mad smack to swimsuit girl, like talking about taking her top, all kinds of, so yeah, I, I don't think I'm on the yeah. train to a corporate sponsorship either. Don't think so either. No. But we should have her on the show next time. I mean, yeah. listen, we've got a whole new format for the show. It's not about fishing. And uh, I think she'd be a really great fit. Oh, she'd be fine. Yeah. She'd be real fine. I'll keep her right down here. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right, man. Well, listen, I've, uh, I've taken a fair bit of your time. I appreciate you uh, spending a couple hours with us. It's always good to talk with you. I sent you an email today. I was going through my, it's funny. I was going through all my drafts and I was like, why do I have so many draft emails? And I started going through them. I'm like, oh, here's one that I meant to send. And I never hit send. Like I, the, you asked me for a, 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 a code and I immediately responded and I never hit send. So I sent it to you today. Just want to let you yeah, know that I, like, I, it wasn't like I, I magically it. got to it three weeks later. No, I figured, I wondered if something was wrong, dude. I heard you were out and then I'm like, dude, did something happen? I'm going to leave this joker alone. I'll find out what, you know, what's going on on the show. But I shot you an email back. Dude, All right. So cool. No problem all right, man. Well, listen, you have a good night. I appreciate you coming on the show as always, and uh, we'll talk soon. 
Hey, I appreciate the fun. Let's hang out soon, dude. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, man. Peace. Later, dude. Bye. <clears throat> man, Mikey Balls. Great guest. Great guy. Uh, Fixie's loading up all the golden tickets right now. Load them all up. One zero seven nine nine one one four two zero one two zero four one. If we hadn't killed it, I was gonna show you guys some new baits. I'm gonna show you a couple. Uh, I really like this one. Look at this one. Well, you can't. I mean, the blue flake on it is really. I don't know. It's. A, It's really nice. I mean, it's uh, well, there's that one. Ooh, look, I mean, I don't know which one to show you guys. This one's really pretty too. This one's called Root Beer Float, or the color is. I like this one a lot. Oh, hold on. It's got the crap on it that Fixie put on it to take the picture. Look at that one. Again, this one's got blue, some blue flake in there, too. Look at that. That's a nice, that's a nice bait. That's going to be in, I think this isn't in the December box. This is, uh, dives to eight feet. Really like this. So I'll flip it over and let you guys see. Oh. I mean, even the flake on the top is pretty sick. Don't worry about that stuff on the side. That's from uh, Fixie taking pictures. <clears throat> what else do I got that's in here? I'll show you one last one and then we'll call it a day. Cause I got the, uh, I got the, uh, I mean, even their ghost patterns really nice. I mean, I'd show it to here, even their, you know, traditional pattern still done really nice. It's got a really nice purple shine to it at the bottom. They got a mix of like, and, and then they got this crazy one. Oh, let me go. Oh, it's got all fixies got his photograph stuff on it. I mean, it's different. I don't know. I don't know. Coming to you live in the December box because uh, we I, I just got eight to, I just got the eight samples that were sent to me. And uh, we get these delivered to us November 15th. What else is in there? Cool. Oh, my God. I got the new square bills from Bruiser Baits. What else came in the mail? I got Vicious Fishing's new lipless. Uh, that's a good-looking one. Let me see here. I really like this one. This, oh, this one's dope. I'll show you this one. This is the new lipless. 
for 2023 <clears throat> for Vicious. Let's see if I can do this. Look at that. That's pretty dope. It's a nice looking bait. Uh, I've got some new stuff that came in from Bait Labs for 2023. <clears throat> what else came in? What? Shaky heads have already been seen. Let me see what else we got here. No, that's not worth showing. I mean, here, I'll show you the, it's funny how all the, these eyes, they're all so similar, but yet subtly different. Here's a, Here's a tiny little square bill. This is new for 2023 for bruiser baits. I'll show you the lip on this one. It's cool. A little different. Cotton wants to know what's coming in November. All right, Cotton, I'll tell you right now. Um, <clears throat> I sent it to someone today. <clears throat> I sent it to Vance. Okay. Third, let, here we go. The November box has a, uh, a flat-sided crankbait from 13 Fishing. The new lipless from Thunderhawk. Uh, actually... This, this, that, 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 that crankbait that I just showed you is in uh, the November box. There's a, uh, <clears throat> a wacky rig tool. There's uh, some tungsten nail weights. There's some wacky Nico hooks. There's X-Zone center sticks and Strike King KVD baby finesse worms. Obviously, we're going to talk about wacky rigging. And we're hooking y'all up. We're hooking you up with a flat side, a crank, and a lipless. That's a hell of a box. I think so. Um, I mean, those are great. I mean, those are great fall baits right there. Uh, what do you leave out for the gold? So here's the way that it works, guys. So we got platinum, gold, and silver. At some point... I will get to the point where, <clears throat> no, I, let me not say that. Let me, because uh, I don't know if that's true. The gold will probably always have some of the baits in the platinum box in the same month, but at some point, like if this isn't if this isn't in the gold box that month, it might be a month later, or two months later. I still have to, I have to mix it up and it comes down to how I have to organize the boxes. But here's what I'm willing to do for you guys that are on gold that want to upgrade to platinum. I'm thinking, hold on. I'll let you upgrade for five bucks. 
for life. So let me think that through before I open my mouth and do something dumb. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I'll let you upgrade. If, if you want to upgrade from, from gold to platinum, I'll let you do it for five, for five bucks. Oh, you downgraded. Um, I don't know what's in the box. I don't know because I don't have it in front of me. What I can also tell you is for those of you that like need to cancel it, um, but you don't want to cancel it for good, I came up with a new option. It's not public where you can get one quarterly. So if you, you know, you're on a budget and you want to get the platinum box four times a year instead of you know, every single month or every other month, I do have an every other month option, just write into customer service. We'll take good care of you. Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about challenge coins another day. Um, all right, guys, listen, it's been a heck of a show. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm confirming tomorrow with Daniel, but uh, I do believe that next week's guest will be Daniel Nussbaum, president of, uh, of, uh, and CEO of Z-Man, although if he watches tonight's show, he probably won't come back on. So uh, we'll have to keep it on the down low. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Do me a favor, hit the like button. I only had like four likes today, and it, you know, I, need, I need a few more. I've been, I've been having a heck of a week. I love you guys. I'm grateful for your support, and thanks for tuning in to my, uh, my train wreck. Appreciate y'all. Good night. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> 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 <laughs>